Remember when JLo tried to create her own TikTok trend? You probably don't because no one cared. Megan and Harry just blew up the whole castle and I'm over here thinking about digs I could say about JLo. Hello, hi, and welcome back to the Loud and Proud podcast. I'm your host, Crisscross Applesauce. <laughs> yes, I am your host, Crisscross, and as you guys know, I have a big episode for you guys. Um, you may disagree with me, but that's okay, because it's my show and it's not yours. <laughs> However, though, if you do have any thoughts or opinions, you can always let me know on Instagram at Loud and Proud Podcast and on Anchor. Um, just hit the link in my bio. And also, while we're on that subject, you know, this podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio. So why don't you just like head over to each platform, like, follow, rate, leave a comment. Thank you kindly. You know, this is like the only moment, as you know, I will let you to go to your home screen, go to the site and follow, like, rate and leave a comment. <laughs> but before we get into everything, can I just say I can't believe how fat I got last year? Like being at home, not doing much and basically being depressed on and off. Um, it's just crazy how much... Everything plays a, such a huge role. Mind you, though, I, I did go into the pandemic with that winter weight that we all carry. But it's only now that um, I'm losing weight. Like last month, I started trying to get, you know, my body right, you know, um, start exercising. You know, I've never been home this much. So you lose motivation. And it's only now that I'm losing weight. I was like, shit, you know, okay. Aside from the clothes telling me that I was, that I've gained a lot of weight. I was like, shit, you know, I'm only feeling like what I kind of felt like at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> so th that's a good thing. You know, progress is success, but, um, it just means I have a long ways to go. <laughs> And no, I'm not doing it for the visual of losing it and just, you know, looking skinny. I'm doing it so that I don't want to hear myself breathe just sitting down. And, you know, I don't want to get winded walking up and down the stairs. So I'm doing this for my body so that it's healthy. But um, <laughs> as long as I don't hear myself breathe and, you know, I can... Uh, I can walk up and down stairs. I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> um, aside from that, honestly, you know, I was going to talk about other stuff, but you know what? I don't know how much time this is going to take. <laughs> so we're just going to, we're just going to get right into the celebrity news. So the more days pass, the less and less I care about this whole story, the whole interview, everything, the aftermath of the interview, the less I want to talk about it. So I'm just going to get right into it. You know, I, let's see if I even go through everything I even wanted to talk about initially <laughs> after the interview. Well, if 
if you still don't know what I'm going to talk about, well, millions upon millions of people tuned in to watch Meghan and Harry sit down with Oprah in an interview that really did shock the world. You know, I'm in Canada, so my mom and sister and I watched it together. So in my eyes, that only equals to one view because we watched it on one TV. Yes, I'm that bitch right now. Um, <laughs> also, I made sure to watch it. I purposely made sure to watch it on a Canadian channel because if I'm going to get sucked into this shit, I might as well give it to my home country. Okay. Um, <laughs> for Oprah, I think no matter whatever criticisms or things you agreed or whatever you feel about it, you know, this ultimately is going to be, this ultimately was an ex a success for Oprah. Um, I think, she, you know, this was an Oprah interview. It was a solid Oprah interview. Um, there are things that I do have criticisms about, about the interview, but we'll get into that. But um, in regards to Oprah, this was a success. Um, whenever we talk about the Royals and whenever we talk about Hagen, Hagen. <laughs> whenever we talk about Harry and Meghan, um, we're always going to now pan over to a clip of Oprah interviewing them. It is forever going to be in our history. It will. That's it. So this is literally now Oprah's legacy. Forget the 25 years of a show. Forget her network. This, inter this interview is now Oprah's legacy. I will say, though, <laughs> I did not watch the James Corden interview with Prince Harry, but if I was Oprah... I would be absolutely pissed off. Harry broke the number one rule in Hollywood, especially when you do an exclusive interview. You don't give that away. To, you don't give any part of it away to James. And I don't know what they talked about. It could have been about just the crown. That's the only clip I saw on social media was him briefly talking about the crown. And I could give two fucks because I already, I, I've already discussed the crown. And I already said how accurate it, it is. It might not be word, might be, might not be word for word, but it's pretty damn near accurate to the truth. Um, and I'm sure the parts of it are dramatized, but let's be real. Charles is a day. <laughs> anyways, anyways, we're not going to get into that. Um, uh, but yeah, and I'm not going to watch that James Gordon interview because the people are already cashing in as it is. And I'm not going to give more people, a, I'm not going to participate in a bigger payout. Um, I've already participated way too much. <laughs> and uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yes, I know about the payout. I know Harry and Meghan said they didn't, but everyone else involved. And don't worry, Harry and Meghan don't need a payout for this interview because they are going to get their payout. Um, so the interview to brought in more than 17 million people in America watched 11 people in, in England watched. Um, why does that matter? A lot of people tuned in. <laughs> Apparently though, in England, a lot of half the viewers, or I don't know if it was half the viewers or half the country thought that the interview was disgraceful to, or uh, disrespectful, sorry. To the royal family, which I could understand because, you know, no royal has ever, ever spoken about. Like, we have Princess Diana, we have Princess Sarah Ferguson, who has also left the royal family, and that's through divorce. But they have never touched upon some of the stuff that, you know, Harry and Meghan discussed in that interview. So I can easily understand why, you know, they, they treasure their royal family. Um, but anyways, Megan Kelly also had some criticisms about the interview. Don't even know why I'm mentioning her, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not even going to discuss what she said because she's irrelevant. I just found it funny that I mentioned her last week and here she get here. She pops up out of nowhere 
<laughs> and I thought anyways, I thought based off of the little clip that I saw or um, uh, the article that I read that uh, what she had to say was stupid and this is why she's unemployed and at home. Um, <laughs> overall, I did think the interview was a waste of time. I feel like I was right to say that they should have waited a year and done the interview then. It would have been better. Let's be real here. Being in a pandemic, the fact that people have lost their jobs, you know, especially in America, they're still waiting on the second check. I mean, at least here we have some support, you know. Um, I think I think given the fact that we're all struggling and now we have to sit here for two hours and listen to your millionaire problems um oh you had to start from scratch oh you had to use your your inheritance that you, you know may she rest in peace but your mother left you well boo-hoo bitch we've all been struggling us regular people have been struggling from day one so welcome to the club <laughs> you know and honestly the other thing is it's not like we were asking for them to do this interview yes at the beginning we were hounding them and we knew what their whereabouts you know it had already been reported that they were staying at uh, Tyler Perry's home. Um, and I think it was about time, you know, we gave Tyler Perry some some credit, but we weren't asking you for do this to do this interview. You guys chose to do this interview and to air this interview now, which was very strategic and very planned. So, you know, right off the bat, you know, that was one of the reasons why I didn't even want to get into the interview. But anyways, we were in a pandemic. I had nothing to do. So I watched... <laughs> And how did I feel watching the interview? I feel like it was really fucking hard to watch. My heart just went pitta-patta, pitta-patta. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I know I'm going to get serious, but I really wanted to say. All week, all week, I have been saying, oh, my heart just went pitta-patta, pitta-patta. Everyone sent me that meme, and it's just, it's just, just the sound of the... I do have some weaknesses. I've talked about this before. I do have some weaknesses for certain... British accents and then in general I do find the Brits I love the Brits humor and um the pitta patta pitta patta uh, anyways <laughs> so what did I feel I feel like it was a waste of time um I do believe despite any criticism though that Megan and Harry may have or whatever we may not believe believe whatever you want to say they won over enough hearts now in America to be successful in Hollywood. I, you know, I guess thinking about it, I guess I didn't really realize to the, what degree, you know, us in, in North America really didn't care for Megan and Harry. So I think that's a positive. Now we just, yay, they're going to make more money. Woo. Who cares? Um, <laughs> but, um, but but they're both very well-spoken. So that's the other thing, too. They're both very smart, very, you know, very well-spoken, very camera-ready. They've been trained for the... I mean, Harry has... Megan's very familiar with it. I'm sure she even got trained when she was in there about how to speak to the press. So they know what they're doing, okay? These aren't... This isn't Jersey Shore doing an interview for the first time. These are very smart people doing an interview. So... That's why they now get automatically held. And also, they're not just from a TV show or an actress now. They are from one of the highest members of family that you will ever know and discuss, right? So, anyways. Um, 
you know, I think the interview, one of the criticisms I have, and I don't know if I'll get into it right now. I'll think I'll just see how it goes, but I'll just say this. I think the interview was a clear attack on the Royal family. I mean, um, it, what was edited, it was so, so like in the moment, I didn't realize it. But when the interview was over, I was like, I still have more questions. I still want to know more. These people just want a lawsuit suing the media in England. Um, I thought the media was the problem. The media has been very much attacking. I mean, first of all, we it is true, though, that every royal member of that family has gone through the vicious attacks of that media that is in England. And why is the media so hard and so vicious and attack? Because... The taxpayers pay for that royal family, so we they have to be extremely scrutinized and whatever you whatever you know. So, you know the idea that um, that it was just the family. I was just like, hmm. I think I think it I think it was edited in a way to purposely make us go quickly against the family because I think if you watch the extra clips and I haven't watched all of them. But I just, I already, because I already know, I've already, I've already seen how the media has treated Megan. I think it would have been interesting for us to have seen that part of the interview. I think part of it would have been, okay, here's my complaint. I think <coughs> the interview should have been another, we should have had another part of the interview air Monday night. I don't care. It's a pandemic. How hard could it be to move around a schedule? Okay. Any TV show can get pushed an hour or that you can reschedule it to air the following week. Okay. It's not that serious. And B, um, you know, in an interview like this, like watching it, this is a very Oprah interview. However, when it's an interview of these, like this level, you know, normally they reach out to people right like in this case they would have reached out to the palace to the royal family and you know they would have responded you know there would have been a clip saying harpo studios and cb cb uh, cbs reached out to the royal family uh but questioning them and they have responded back with no comment there was none of that there was none of that so that's why i was already like after the interview i was just like hmm this is just this is more bullshit this is just more you're now trying to suck us into your bullshit. And I really could care less um, when it comes to that. When it comes to that, I really could care less. And, you know, you know, I really thought I could go into this <laughs> being nice and talking about the things, you know, that they cleared up, you know, things that were positive or things that I was sympathetic about the interview. But no, I really can't waste any time. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I have, I, I feel like it's just easier for me to criticize and then to acknowledge the positives whenever I feel fucking feel like it in this podcast, because, because things like, okay, the very, my very first note, she started off this interview with me, I, my head almost did a 360 and it almost did a 360 horizontally and vertically. Yeah. Imagine that because this is what she said. <laughs> And she was her her opening was how she went into this naively, how she didn't Google the, the the family at all. And I said, I call bullshit because there's no way in hell you are an intelligent woman. And in the day and age of technology, uh, where we Google blind dates before we even meet them, we Google companies before we go to interviews. You telling me that you are about to be part 
you are about to possibly be part of one of the largest, most like prestigious, privileged group families ever to exist. And you didn't think to Google about some of the shit. We have TV shows. We've done movies. We've um, like, I, I, I couldn't understand. I was like, you had Harry and she's, I, I, oh, I'm going to call this a slip up, you know, to most people, they wouldn't care, but she admitted to being friends with princess Eugene, who is the daughter of Sarah Ferguson, Sarah Ferguson and Prince Andrew, right? Is the, Eugene is their daughter who practically grew up around the same time as William and Harry did. And, you know, Sarah and princess Diana were very good friends up and even up until her Diana's death. So you're telling me you had two people, not one, but two that you could go to for advice, for information, for opinions, and you didn't use them. <sighs> Bullshit. <laughs> you know, I have family in Greece that are over 80 years old that live in a village and they know who the royal family is. You know, Princess Diana has you know, even Sarah Ferguson, like, okay, Sarah Ferguson might not be as popular. You guess if you actually care about the roles, you would think of Sarah Ferguson. But, like, William and Kate only got married 10 years ago. Like, like I don't understand how you didn't know, blah, 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 blah. like, no. And this is why I think because she started with that, we are now going to look at her like, this girl was intelligent. This girl still is intelligent. But... But she's kind of dumb, too. If this is 100% true what she's saying, that's pretty dumb. Um, <laughs> I know I'm going hard on her on that one because that one really was, that one really bothered me. It really did, you know. Um, and I will say, actually, before I start really talking about it, let me just backtrack for a second and just say that in the interview, Megan and Harry did discuss about the firm and the institution. But I know during the interview, it was confusing, or at least for me, even for me, I was getting, I kept getting confused because I kept, I'm like, I'm not that familiar with the terminology and I have a hard time. I had a hard time with the, with their explanation because I think it just fucked me up even more. But basically once I had a moment to actually think and breathe, basically the institution or the people that are involved with running the royal family and the monarchy and the day-to-day -day tasks and duties and whatever, right? The institution is the whole thing, family included, the whole thing. But the firm, the firm is with is what's considered within the institution. The firm are the senior working members of the royal family, okay? So they don't work with the royal family. They are the senior members of the royal family, like Charles and Camilla, like William and Kate, and so on and so on, right? Just thought you guys could know. If I'm wrong, let me know. But this is, I feel like I'm pretty, if I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm pretty damn close to <laughs> the truth of what those definitions are. Um... But what was I going to say? Because I, I want to make that clear. Because one of the things that um, Megan and Harry, well, Megan specifically talked about, one of the things, and this is not really a complaint, this is just, you know, my opinion, her saying that it's not a fairy tale. This is a story of 
anyone that ever leaves the royal family says. It is not a fairy tale, and it's always the media is vicious. That is something we cannot... Uh, we have to acknowledge how the media was vicious to Megan, but we also have to acknowledge how the media is vicious to a lot of them all the time, even after they leave, like Diana, like Sarah Ferguson. So, yes, it, it it is very common. And I think people don't understand how bad it is because we think it's bad here. Well, Canada. What's bad in Canada? We don't, we can't even, we don't even have a, a TV show that voices an opinion. Um, <laughs> in America, though, we thought like Hollywood's bad. You know, we're talking, we thought like framing Britney Spears and how the paparazzi treated her was bad. Nope, nope, not even close. You should read the like just the titles of the articles that they write about for the royal family. Um, uh, but that was my that's basically all I wanted to say is that you know, it, it is something that we it is not a new thing, you know, it's just another one of those things for us to say, like, well, Megan, what did you expect? This is you, like, how could you not know? Like, this is the other problem I had is she's American, right? She's this American Hollywood star that lived in Canada, but you're telling me that you weren't familiar also with, this is part of the naivety, the naivete, I guess. I don't know how to pronounce words. Um, <laughs> that is, I think, frustrating to watch. That makes it hard for everyone to fully believe her, right? I know the conversation that we're, that I'm, I haven't said yet, but I kind of want to just go into this kind of negative and just paint the picture as to why people might not fully believe her because she was in England. She was friends with Eugene. She she had gone on a, a date, apparently. I didn't know this. Don't know why she would, but I just think it's because she's she was fame hungry uh, before Harry. I do believe that. Um, she went on a date with Piers Morgan. She knew what England was all about. I do believe she is technically half British, but we don't look at her because she's like her like that because she is an American actress. So that's just that part of her identity is never going to be acknowledged. Um, what else can I say about that? I mean, I do believe that the institution, probably the people that work for the institution was extra hard on you. Why? Yes, I do believe it was because you were black. I do believe that it's because you're American. I believe it's also because you're an actress. And I think it's also because they don't have as much respect for you because you didn't come from the privilege that these other princesses have come from, like Sarah, like Diana, like, like Kate, right? So I do believe, I don't think it's just race. I think it is a lot of all these other things, you know, um... I do feel bad for Megan. I know she did speak about, you know, how bad it got in there and how she was so isolated and all that and the media and, you know, not being able to get help. You know, she was contemplating suicide. You know, it is sad being in 2021 that this institution is still so behind, you know. Um, however, <laughs> you know, um, I don't think... Megan not getting help had to do with her race. This is a system. This is a system that is racist. Okay. 
And this is a system that also follows rules and procedures that were written over a hundred years ago. So they, st- them talking about royal family members talking about mental health, you know, they still think that they're in the 1600s where the royal families can't lose it. They have to find it for people. Like if you, if, we, if you watch Princess Diaries, you would have understood that quote, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> But it's true, though. They still act like the royal family is this, you know, above everybody. Like, they're above them in intelligence and work and health and beauty and all that bullshit. So, when you when you come from a system that's whole racist and a whole bunch of other issues, Megan, and then you're talking about how you went into this being naive, it, 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 it makes people, I think people were hard to find the truth. I believe her. I believe anyone that's suffering from any type of, you know, health, like mental health issues, you know, should have a place to go to. There should have been a private setup that one person with an NDA contract with guns to his brain, you know, would have to keep secret forever. But that didn't happen. And that is part of the reason why, you know, they left. So this brings me to what I think my main reason for calling this interview uh, a waste is, you know, I know. So let's just recap. They said they left because they had no support that Harry was trying to protect Megan. He did not want the same thing to happen. He did not want the same thing that had happened to his mother to happen to Megan. Yes. Harry admitted about the racism, you know, I mean, if we look at this institution, like, I mean, we know what they're dealing with. I mean, that wasn't too much of uh, of a shocker. However, with all that negativity that was said, right, their decision, we have to remember at the end of the interview, it was they said their their decision of stepping down from senior members of the royal family was to still be part of the family, right? This is where, like, this is where I, I, I think thinking about this interview, I was like, this is just some bullshit. This is just some propaganda. This is literally just to create a division amongst people because they, um, you have to remember, there's senior members of the royal family and then there's just royal family members. And that's what they wanted to be, was just a royal family member, which is why they went to Canada, because they he was trying to take care of Megan and her mental health and, you know, just a break from all the the media and paparazzi, you know, but he had and um and the the comments about the protection in the interview, I was riled up. But when I quickly looked into it, I had to understand how intertwined everything was. So I'll say this. I'm going to call out them for not being very clear, for really misguiding people, because Harry's been part of that royal family from day one. He knows, especially Harry. Megan, fine. Harry should know. So this is what, this is my problem. You know, they left Canada because they lost the protection, right? And Megan had that whole speech about how she sent an email saying, you know, don't, I don't care about me and my child, but Harry, the problem is, um, okay. There's a few things. I'm going to start off with the kid with, with Archie, Archie. I, after I found out it wasn't because, you know, we're, we're assuming because of race, 
that he wasn't getting a title by default by if if harry had married a white woman a fully white woman by default his child would not have a title his child would only hit or not just his child any amount of kids he has would only get their title when prince charles becomes king because of the direct heirs to the throne harry is just out literally just just out of those direct heirs because of William and Kate. And now that William and Kate has the kids, that's why they, his kids, get all the titles. So if Charles were to become king, that's why Archie would have gotten the title. And with a title equals protection. With a title equals that photo that would have been taken in front of the hospital that we were all wondering, why the fuck wasn't the photo taken? Like, it was never understood and that's where we can blame the media for just attacking them rather than explaining they should know this media is the same country in which these royal families have been there for hundreds of years so they should know right um and so when harry steps down from his senior position because he is the one with the title he should have known that he automatically loses the protection and you know um where i sympathize is out of the the family members that aren't out of the non-senior family members yes you know what i could understand you know um why they would have still been like hey we're high risk megan is all over the news harry is one of the most recognizable royals ever um and now that they have a child i i could understand why um, that they would have fought for protection, why they would have left Canada to then go somewhere else, because California at least is set up for the stars. It's set up that you could, you can hide in Hollywood, you know. That's why it's the same 50 people in Hollywood we talk about, because it is possible to at least create some protection for yourself. And, you know, those airports are set up, for special exits for all these stars and important people. So when I look at that, I'm like sitting here saying, so technically what was the point of this interview if your idea of stepping down was to just be part of the royal family? Despite all these problems you said, you still were willing to, both of you were still willing to to, to be a part of this. And then, and then I, you know, I, 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 it frustrates me because then I start asking myself, wait, so if you agree to just step down from your title, are you still technically like you and your family still technically part of the Royal family or was it the, or did the institution ultimately just cut you off because protection gets taken away and if you're deciding to go on your own and make your own money now, of course you're going to get financially cut off. So there's a lot of problems and questions that make me frustrated because Harry should have known automatically by default his kids wouldn't get it. Now, I like I said, I understand the protection of the kids. That's a different conversation, you know. Um, you get. I, I I think this really I puts into perspective a lot of my issues you know i would have and why i think it was this was all edited and cut up 
to just be more of an attack on the royal family and to help create a divide between opinions because there are other parts like her family we have to remember during her time in the royal family there was the major stories with her father you know working with the press or whatever he was doing and saying to the press there's her half sister who got a book deal and is writing a tell-all book and was out there talking God knows what about Megan. You know, we cannot forget the fact that apparently she was with, before Harry, she was with uh, this Canadian chef. And while she was here in Canada, and the second she got with Harry, you know, there's a lot of, lot of issues. And I think what I want to make clear at the end of the day is, you know, if you if you're suffering with any type of mental health or any type of issues at all, you know, you should know that you're believed, you know, not believing Megan does not equal not believing her mental health issues, not believing Megan and Harry is because there are issues in that interview, just in that interview alone that makes me sit back and go, well, this is then what's the problem here. You guys are, you guys are good. You guys are Gucci then. So then, you know, uh, because that, and, and that's why I can actually for once understand where Pierce Morgan is coming from, you know, mind you, let me just make this clear from the beginning. I didn't like Pierce Morgan when he was on Celebrity Apprentice. I didn't like Pierce Morgan when he was a judge on America's Got Talent. I didn't like Pierce Morgan when he was a replacement for Larry King, um, on CNN. Did not care for him. Um, I will say though that, um, Actually, before I say this, he the only times I've ever heard of Pierce Morgan is when he is making controversial remarks or statements or bringing up things in a way that comes off very offensive. So, because he is a sexist, misogynist, he's transphobic, homophobic, you know, like, I don't know... I, you know, <laughs> I, you know what, I would even believe he, he, it's possible that he's racist. But the problem is, even with all those things I just said, I can't even fully believe that. Because why? Because I know he is doing it purposely for show business. He is doing it purposely to make the headlines. He is getting paid to literally do what we hate him for. And that's what's the thing that's upsetting about this is the only thing I would have said is, I think he, if he had just worded his statement about not believing Megan just a little bit differently, but you know what? That is who he is. That is his character. You know, we can sit here and correct him, but we are literally eating up what he wanted. And him walking off, I watched the YouTube video. Um, it's 14 minutes long of him and that whatever, was he the weatherman or whoever he was on that network, on that news show. 12, about 12 to 13 minutes of them both going back and forth, them both basically saying the same thing. And I actually, for once, I actually have to give Pierce credit. He was very, he didn't do anything below the belt. He wasn't disrespectful to his colleague. It's only because, and, and, and in that moment of him getting up, he made that choice. He could, he could have chose to sat there and wait till commercial break. And I think he had the absolute ability to. I do think he's a big baby. I do think he's a loudmouth. And I think the second he loses power, he is literally the, he's probably the whiniest person you'd ever meet. However, I do think in that moment that when he was sitting there, he decided, do I do this 
Do I just sit here and keep saying the same thing that we're both saying for another two more minutes? Or am I going to cash in on this? Why? Because think about it. Right after the interview, Meghan, Harry, and Oprah, the royals, literally was trending. Queen was trending. The firm was trending. Meghan and Harry was trending. Oprah was trending. The second, you know, it was literally like <laughs> uh, because of uh, uh, English in England, they had the reporters had to watch the interview live at 3 a.m. So uh, from three to five. So that leaves them with an hour and a half before going live for Good Morning Britain. So within hours, it went from Royals to Piers Morgan, to Piers Morgan. And I was like, so confused. I literally was so confused. I didn't really follow it on Monday. And then Tuesday, I was like, Piers Morgan is still trending. So then I was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll look into this. Then I saw the clip and I said, good for him. That big fucking baby can't sit there and listen to someone else rant for once. And then after I actually looked into the whole story and I watched the whole clip and I was just like, this man are we forgetting who this man is? This man is a royalist. He is devoted to his queen. We have we are literally eating up what he wanted. He is not a stupid human being. He's a lot of things, but he is not entirely stupid. And what we are doing by falling into this Pierce Morgan trap and now talking about him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and probably into Friday is... We have now taken the conversation and we have now removed the royals out of it. The royals will always now have this racism problem. However, at the end of the day, the fact that, you know, the problem is I really do believe like a lot of news stories, it will go away unless something else happens to bring it back up. But as of right now, we yes, the royals still have that issue of racism. Yes, I want to know the name. Yes, I can make my assumptions. Yes, I think it's Charles and Camilla, but <laughs> you know, I have no proof. And yes, I want to know exactly the conversation was. And that will be now one of those forever things, and we will continue, but we have to look at it what it is. Piers Morgan has taken the conversation and changed it completely. And now Will, Prince William is coming out saying our family is not racist. Now, you know, it is pushing that it is, it is, it's just, it's all bullshit. And when I, when I, af, I thought I, at the first, <laughs> after finishing that interview, I thought, okay, it wasn't so bad, but then I gave it 24 hours. And then I was writing I was preparing for this podcast and then 48 hours had passed and then I more stuff was coming out. And after I started putting it all together, I was like, I am just disgusted that I allowed myself to just get sucked into this nonsense. You know, yes, race is not a nonsense issue. Racism exists. However, in the scheme of these royals, and the scheme of Piers Morgan and Harry and Meghan and the Queen. At the end of the day, this isn't just about racism. This is about power. This is about money. This is about um, a whole institution. You know, it's and, and I don't even want to be a part of it. 
And if anything, it made me, you know, prior to the interview, I actually was, I had no problem with Harry and Meghan. Prior to the interview, when they were leaving, I was fully aware of how hard the media had been with Meghan from day one. And I always did wonder if she did stay longer, if they did fight it out, if the media would have changed, if there could have possibly been a change. But we'll never know that now. And that's besides the point. That is no longer a question that we can ask. But I will say um, that Pierce Morgan, like I said, um, like I've said before, I'll speak, I speak the truth. You know, looking into the headlines, people were also quick to say, you know, in the past, how, you know, they're shocked by his actions and words because he's a good person. And, you know, one thing that I will say, that I found consistent with is him on that, you know, good morning Britain show, uh, morning, sh- morning show. Um, people were quick to also acknowledge how he has been a very critical voice and a very loud voice for the people in criticizing the government of, you know, of the UK of how they've been handling COVID. Listen, I'm not saying that corrects his wrongs. I'm just saying that, you know, if I'm going to look at his negative, I'm going to look at his positive, and that's the most recent positive that I was able to find from several people talking about Pierce Morgan. And I felt like it's worth mentioning because, you know, it. we have to remember, like, he is critical of literally everyone. Yeah, I know. He, we, it has come out, and I didn't know this, that he had, uh, that he had dated or gone on a date or whatever, had a moment with Megan. But I think he has used that so that he can still criticize her and not seem irrational. But it's irrational how much he uses that to criticize her that makes it irrational. So it's just it's just it's just a whole fuckery of it. And the one thing about him being really critical, I, like I like I said here in Canada, I, we don't need a full Piers Morgan, but we we could use a critical voice in our country on a show on a something that we you know. Because, anyways, um, I also say this. You know what? On Tuesday, at first, I did have no sympathy for Piers. Um, I honestly thought he got canceled because finally, all the shit that he has said has just caught up, and then he had this big blowout um, uh, with Meghan and Harry. <laughs> but no, it wasn't that. It was uh, uh, he's not canceled. You know, um, this is. Uh, this is just because, like I said, we have fed into what he wanted us to feed into. Like this is this is us just naturally our natural reaction of just falling into his plan. Because if you really look at it, um, if you really look at it, the video of him walking off, the full fourteen minutes of him walking off, has about three to four times more three to four times more views on YouTube than the video, the full video of him criticizing Megan and saying, even if she was a weather reporter, he wouldn't believe her. And I do think he chose to leave the show um, because he's going to cash in now. Just watch, just watch. He is now a legend in the UK. He doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care what the world has to say about him. He is going to find another job. He is, and if he doesn't, he's probably going to have a book. Or, you know what? 
he'll just sit comfortably on the millions of dollars that he already has. This is a man that is rich, and he will continue to be rich, and he'll be just fine. As for Meghan and Harry, I think you can see why, even though I believe the issues they faced, the, the I think you can see the problems I had with their interview and story. Um, and I do think this is just the beginning. But even though I understand this, and the interview was to finally speak their truth, the sad truth is... Harry and Meghan will never get to say everything that they want to say. Also, and that goes for the royal family too, they will never be able to say everything that they want to say. And this is where this whole twisted fuckery of it all comes into play. And you know what? Um, now that it's open fire for both Harry and Meghan and the royal family and the feud has begun you know all I'll say is this I don't wish any harm to Harry or Meghan but we saw what happened to Princess Diana and that could easily be Meghan and that could easily be Harry and uh you know this 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 part might be my tinfoil hat moment but like <laughs> but I, I think I, I, I'm just letting you all know it's probably going to get nasty. And I, after, after this whole week of bullshit, I could give two fucks, but we'll see, you, you know, my opinions always change. And Prince Andrew, you disgusting pig. Don't think I forgot about you. Yeah. I'm still throwing you in here. If you guys have made it this far, you guys can just remember that Prince Andrew is still disgusting pig. Um, and that is probably also part of the reason why they have, they left the royal family and wanted to step down. And they'll never be able to say that. <laughs> they'll never be able to say that because that's definitely going to get them killed. So, anyways, I do hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, I know there's a lot more I could have touched on. There's a lot more stories, you know. Um, but ultimately, this is what I've decided to discuss. And just this podcast itself and what I've discussed was mentally and physically exhausting. Just, just trying to prepare and just speak my truth through this. Um, but like I said, at the beginning, you guys, you know, let me know what you think at loud and proud podcast on Instagram. You know, <coughs> if you disagree with me, if you agree with me, you let me know what you think and maybe we'll, I'll bring it up at the beginning of the next episode. Um, but as always, stay loud and proud, and I'll see you guys here next week.